Alrighty, the foggy intro as per usual. Um, just getting, letting you know about our social networks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at It's Sportsgasmic on Twitter and just search Sportsgasmic on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you'll see the logo that is familiar to you, if you listen to this podcast and see the logo for it, um, that would be us. Uh, so give us a like, subscribe, whatever it, whatever the vernacular is there. Um, and, you know, we've got a website, sportsgasmic.com. Still, we're trying to get content up there. You'll see the announcements whenever we do. Uh, it's just a vehicle for the podcast at the minute, but yeah, it'll it will happen soon. Um, yeah, just a quick content warning for this one. Really, as I said on the previous NFL pod from this week, uh, had a few too many beers on this very night of recording. Uh, I like, to <laughs> as I said before, I think on pod and probably off pod to Shay and uh, Vincent, whoever. It's just kind of this pod was designed as a bit of our our own sports bar discussion in podcast form. Which does mean that we do have a few beers while we're recording. Sometimes I just had too many on this night. Um, <laughs> had a few, um, had a couple pints today, but I kept it pretty low key there. But then I came home, had a few more, and then decided to crack a bottle of gin on pod. And in this being the second one of the night of recording, was very much deep into that bottle of gin. And uh, Shay, <laughs> Shay does a great. She's been very excited for me to listen back to this one, which I'm going to do and make sure I get the podcast notes right because. I don't remember how it exactly went, but yeah, we're going Shay still does a brilliant job of giving me his time and putting up with me being an idiot on the pod sometimes. So, as this night was, so uh, it's still out there, it's still here, it's probably entertaining at the very least. Uh, yeah, as I listen to myself, not to crack a bottle of gin, just stick to the beer. Uh, but yeah, anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> Sportsgasmic soccer podcast <laughs> for the week is back. Back. Yeah. On energy up top. Yeah, Shay is, um, I think, w- touch wary of my drunk level. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, see how this goes. Look, there's, been a few, there's been a few GNTs, we're not going to lie. GNTs. Uh, GNTs. It is uh, 2.88. 2.08 a.m. Okay. Well, this is off to a <laughs> rollicking start. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, All right, let's go. Look, let's, let's just roll right into it. Um, Shay, yeah. love you. But um, the, look, we started, we started last week's pod um, with, a, with a real hopeful um, energy with uh, last week, the... Uh, Iron Front ban had ended in the MLS. Um, we were hopeful of like some progress in the fan um, just engagement with the league and whatever. I was I was certainly very hopeful that this was just leading towards some engagement with fans, league, back and forth, whatever. Um, but the last couple of weeks just fucking hasn't gone that well. The last week, um, the MLS, the VAR, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Um, Vince, I just fucking wish time difference worked out perfectly that Vince could be the three way yeah. in this pod because I know he has plenty of opinions on it and um, I will try to present his It opinion. is just 9.39 out there though. That's yeah, like uh, I will try to present Vince's thoughts as best as I can because I know Vince, um, he's certainly got his opinions on it. Um, but yeah, uh, look, last week I was very hopeful that the... Um, We'd be moving forward from the iron front stuff, but I don't think we are. So you think that the referees are have been told by MLS to kind of target the timbers a little bit? Whether it's uh, so that's that's the interesting. That's a little tidbit to it that um, you know I think the MLS is smarter than that. You're not just going to go oh, that's a little bit of game of tag. We're just going to poke them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of a cultural thing. Um, we all know the Pacific Northwest and the MLS is just a, a strong part of the MLS culture. I don't, I think, uh, that the MLS has the the Timbers have been left alone a little bit in the 
So the MLS, so we, we had the end of the official Iron Front ban that we have talked about on this pod time and time again over the last few weeks. Uh, great. One week ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one week ago. Like, But I think the MLS has, uh, has there's been a directive. There's, within the league, I think there's been a directive that the, the, they're not happy about it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Good. We're, we're like, wait, wait, like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be politically correct because I don't give a fuck about the MLS. <laughs> like, as, as yeah. an organization, I don't give a fuck. I just, don't, I don't actually understand. I don't know how to. This one it. might not be arable. This pod, but yeah, I know what you're no, saying. No, it actually absolutely will be arable. Basically, the summation is that a lot of Timbers fans feel like they're being targeted because they, the team on the field is being targeted by. Um, bad calls and um, not going to VAR and things of that nature yeah. because they were the catalyst for the Iron Front movement, which, mm. you know, it's a conspiracy and I, you know, I can't get mad at conspiracies, but uh, so. I'm all on board. Like, so that's the thing is um, we look at, uh, if we're just going to lock it down to a, a specific one, uh New England Revolution last week, uh, not the greatest yeah. match, but we were 2-0 up um, in the... And look, we're not going to fucking just go like in the full vein. Like, but I think... Look, this is a this is a VAR issue as well. This is the thing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things going Big on. Big fan of VAR this week, though. Just fuck off. Um, <laughs> Anti-VAR. Uh, well... It's, it's VR in a nutshell that the MLS chose to give a penalty to the Revs in that game against the Timbers. Yeah. In the same game that they chose to not give anything against a t- Timbers player when they were tugging... Above the sea, yeah. yeah. Look, look, VAR isn't going to get solved in this podcast. Um, it's something that's not going to get... Po- so solved any mm-hmm. anytime soon, but uh, it is a it is just it, it is a worry in such a big game in such a big moment that that happened. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on it because my thoughts are obviously very slanted with certain biases, but uh, from an and gin. Uh, yeah, from, <laughs> a, from <laughs> yeah, gin, yeah, every everything alcoholic, but. From a completely objective point of view, I'm, I'm, I still feel that just at that moment that was just a decision that just didn't make any sense. Um, I was sleeping for it because we were, the Timbers were up two zero, and uh, right as I was going to sleep, New England scored, of course, and then I fell asleep and woke up like an hour later to the two two final, and I, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a questionable call, but. <laughs> I, it's just terrible from the Timbers. And I think more importantly, it's like what we've talked about week after week is that this season is just kind of... The season has taken its toll on the team on the field and then the Diego Valeri stuff mm. hanging over the club. I just think it... Like, yeah, the VAR stuff is not cool and pretty unprofessional from the MLS. But, 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 but I do you, think it's a snake-bitten it? team. Did you see the the Timbers themselves put up great video of one of their players getting tugged? Yeah, yeah. In a more in a more so, what pissed me off about it was like I saw the tug of the shirt and I was like, "Fuck, you know, you tug a shirt, you get called." But when you tug a shirt and you fall backwards towards the tug of a shirt, like like the tim- the penalty that was called against Timbers was really, really, really dodgy. And then when mm-hmm. you see the fact that a tug of the shirt in the same spot on the same part of the field wasn't called, that's what like and and this is getting into a separate discussion about VAR versus the actual um, maybe attacking against the Timbers, but when you roll them together, it's it's a really bad look, and that's why the Timbers fans are angry at the moment, and that's why. Well, th- th- that's just it. It's, uh, Timbers fans are coming together and just fucking angry at the, at the uh, I just, I- yeah. 
Uh, the, the yarn front stuff, and then you see that come together, and then everything is just fucking just conglomerating into this fucking big bull of shit that just everyone's angry yep. at the MLS at the moment. And I can't find an ang- a, a reason to be to be disagreeing with them. Cause, well, know. I think, yeah, I think... For the army, I think they still still just have a lot of residue, like anger residue from mm-hmm. everything that's transpired this season. And just because the iron ban front got lifted, nothing got solved between Merritt Paulson and the Timbers army. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's not, the elephant in the room. Yeah, what the gin? No, um, <laughs> that too. Yeah, th- there's just so much anger at that, and they don't want to keep pushing that on Merritt because Merritt did get a fine defending the team against the refs. So he was on the timber side again, but I think there's just this leftover anger. And so the refs are going to take the brunt of it right now. And yeah, the calls have kind of lined up, but I think we can be mad about the calls, but more importantly, this team has a chance to go to the playoffs in a season that was all over the place, so many distractions, having to start on the road. I think the Timbers fans should be more focused on that. Yes, it is. It, it's been a terrible stretch of soccer to watch, I'll tell you that. But they're still going to make the playoffs probably, and, the, and their fate is in their own hands on Sunday. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think? Uh, do you think there's a chance of a miracle here? Because that, that like going to the cup final or something? Well, making the playoffs, to be honest, has been the big question of the last couple of I think of weeks, they're so. definitely going to make the playoffs. Just right. So, every other, so we locked out a lot. Yeah. So if we're talking about making the playoffs, so where can they go from there? Well, I think beating San Jose on Sunday will be huge because mm. we need – the Timbers need to avoid LAFC as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. And if they can climb up to, I don't even know if they can climb up to fifth. I don't think they can. So it'll be hard, but the longer they can avoid LAFC, um, the better, but maybe winning against San Jose in this final match will give them some momentum. And LAFC hasn't played in a meaning, meaningful match in quite a while. So if they do run into them, maybe, they can make some magic. I mean, last year was pretty magical, and it was kind of similar situation-ish. I mean, better seed and stuff, but nobody really believed in the Timbers, and they kind of had a magical run through the Western Conference. So it'd be nice to see that again. I, d- I don't really see it, especially with the Valeri stuff that's going on right now, which feels like, you know, just another – it just feels like kind of a star-cross season. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's uh... – Unfortunate position as the Timbers fans at the moment is that we we all hoped like Yumi Vince in particular coming to the season that, that we were all in from this big waveform into a big run of home form and get into some big games and roll into the playoffs in a fantastic position. But unfortunately, it just doesn't seem like it's going that way. And uh, yeah. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I it's, like, it'll be a fun um, final day, though. You know, I, I mean, Timbers need a result, and yeah. they need probably three points would be good. I mean, the only reason they're in the playoff picture is because everybody else around them is just falling flat on their faces, just as hard as the Timbers have. So, I, you know, it's been wild. And yeah. I'm just kind of ready for this season to be over because it's kind of like we were talking about in the last pod, just all the drama surrounding the sport. It takes so much enjoyment away from why we're actually here. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of why we're actually here, uh, Arsenal. Hey, go. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Not really. I feel very... I felt like that segue was just so like, uh, like a false one because... Um, Plenty of football to talk about, but Arsenal may not be it. Yeah, it was frustrating. A frustrating result on Monday against United is probably the biggest match of the weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, a point at United is never a bad result, but I feel it's like kind of a frustrating match overall. 
Yeah. And I feel like I went into last weekend telling you that I feel like more was available in that matchup for you guys relative to where United were. So, yeah, if Arsenal would have won, they would have been, like, I think, two points behind a point or two points behind City for second, and United would have been a point out of relegation zone. Their yeah. relegation zone, so it would have been would have been nice to get a better result. But the fact that they went one one zero down on yet another defensive gaff, um, I mean, to allow a ball to be passed from the touchline all the way to the top of the the circle on the box. I don't know what to call that, <laughs> but. but and then that goal with Jaka. I mean, it's not really Jaka's fault, but because it did take a deflection. But just a stupid goal to give up, and that's just gonna kind of be how it is this season with that team. So as awesome as our and Lacazette's still out, so our arguably our best player hasn't hasn't been on the field. Um, I'm still positive about it, but I think I I texted you. Um, fucking frustrated or at least i texted some people that i knew you were asleep so i might not have woken you up i did wake you up with a var exclamation point (laughs) (laughs) i that's when var is good because like that was a joke he was on side by like three feet yeah but so yeah var and um onside decisions is a discussion that will come in this pod because i i I actually haven't seen it but um, Sergio Ramos in the <laughs> last game, but anyway, yeah, um, I haven't seen that either. I was in class yesterday, so but yeah, uh, I feel positive moving forward. Yeah, and that's like Still. so. Just just leaving it with um, Arsenal United at the moment. Um, that was United at home, so as Arsenal, you you've got to look at it and take it as a point gained because. Where Arsenal are as a club at the moment, you've got to look at it as uh, taking a point at a, at a very tough away matchup and just just taking a point towards your season as building towards Absolutely. a team that's uh, building towards a team that's um taking a t- trying to get top four. So yeah, um, and Arsenal the draw did put them in the top four. Um, they're tied yeah. with West Ham, and they've they've already gone to Anfield and they've gone to Old Trad and like. I mean, that's two huge stepping stones out of the way, and they're in the, the top, you know. I mean, obviously going to City will be tough, and they haven't even played against City yet. But, I mean, those are some big matches to get out of the way so far before yeah. the holidays and stuff. So I feel confident in a top-four finish. I do think that we we might see Leicester um, kind of uh, – be a factor in in the top four discussion all season long. Mm-hmm. So do you think? Uh, do you think Leicester will be a top six challenger? Yes. Yep. I definitely think they'll finish in the top six. Whether it's top four, I, they just they're taking care of business in a way that you would like to see, like a Chelsea or United or Arsenal take care of business. Mm-hmm. Like they're just. They just throttled Newcastle this week when yeah. all the eyes were on them because that was the only Sunday match. So that's what a, that's what a top four team does, and none of the other teams in the top four are doing that. I mean, West Ham did it to United, but <laughs> other than that, like there is just crazy amount of parity this season in the league because I think there's so there's two teams with twelve points that are tied for fourth, and then there's four more teams with eleven below that. And that includes Man United, Chelsea, and Tottenham with 11 points. So, really, anything can happen so far. This yeah. is this Premier League season has been what we wanted from like the NFL and college football season. There's been upsets. There's been crazy results. Um, you know, teams are performing in the Champions League and they're not. It's it's just interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what's um. Particularly from a Premier League, we're looking for is uh, yeah, everyone was thinking Liverpool and uh, Manchester City were gonna run with run away with the league this year, and we're looking for. Oh, Liverpool is. <laughs> I don't want. They have hear. a big test. We, uh, I mean, they play Leicester this week. I don't want to so. hear. The, I don't want to hear the reverse jinx. So. <laughs> well, what's your takeaway from 
that or what what do you see happening in that match um i think uh liverpool are going to get challenged in every match like uh i mean just if we're gonna shoot back to last weekend um sheffield did sheffield united did exactly what uh i definitely didn't wake up for that one It was nine p. It was nine p.m. here, so it was like the exact opposite of what you want as a match over there. Yeah, it's like I think it was six thirty here, seven thirty, six thirty. Yeah, like the early yeah. ma- the early early matches there are like what we love as the early early matches here because yeah, we love yeah. it. But um, yeah, they harassed, they harried, they fucking pressed Liverpool. They did they did everything to Liverpool. What Liverpool are expecting, except the uh, time of the match that it takes to, to actually har- harry a result out of them. Because um, I think the problem with Liverpool, but like uh, Sheffield United wanted to press Liverpool the way Liverpool press every other team. The pr- problem is they don't have the training in their legs to do it for ninety minutes. They only have the ha- have the ability to do it for seventy minutes. So. But they're upstart, though. They're not afraid of anybody, which is cool to see. Yeah, and that's and that's what fucked them is like they like Liverpool's shots on targets all came out after seventy minutes, and you know, I I mean it almost happened in Norwich against City too. You know, they yeah. kind of they got out to that lead, and then it's like, all right, can you withstand the barrage at the end? And some teams can do it. Um, they Sheffield United just couldn't do it against a team like Liverpool who has that much talent. Yeah. So. I I have full respect for what um, Sheffield sit, like they did to us. They had a really good game, but just couldn't quite hold it down. It was a very lucky deflection kind of goal, which is what happens to good teams. That's what great teams do is they yeah. win ugly games. And yeah. the Rebels prove that. I do think this weekend is your biggest test of the early season. So, yeah. like more so than Arsenal coming, because I think Leicester is right now an out-and-out better team than Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but you guys have it at home, so I expect you guys to at least get a point. <laughs> but I don't see Liverpool dropping many points this season, though, if it continues on like this. Yeah. You know what's fun to me is like having these discussions. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, talking about Liverpool taking points was going to be a discussion point. Liverpool losing points is now a discussion point. So, yeah. I yeah, just I had, mean, to, I just had to put that like out there. The, like, one of the best teams in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I think Bayern and PSG might... I think you guys are all in the same category. I would maybe I mean, let's, put a little extra yeah. shine on Bayern and PSG right now just because of what they've done in the Champions League. But other than that... Similar, similar resumes. Wait, what, what's what's PSG done that Liverpool hasn't? Um, they slaughtered Real Madrid. <laughs> what happened there? Right? <laughs> what? What haven't? What, what haven't PSG done? I'm waiting for it. What haven't they done? What haven't they done? I don't know. They've killed... What haven't they... Oh, they haven't won the Champions League. Exactly. <laughs> but but they put themselves in a position this season. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like... You you were talking about things that live... Yeah. This anyway. is like Obar at 2.30 right Yeah, now. this is where we're at right now. Because it is, <laughs> it is 2.29 a.m. on my computer. Exactly, so. yeah. Anyway... But like it's a good time to roll into Champions League talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this might not be airable when you listen to it tomorrow. No, it, it'll be fun. People love it. The people love the content that we give. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, Champions League talk. Yeah, Bayern Munich seven to two. So Spursy, so Bayern Munichy. I think like. No, this is like two things. Um, I've already texted you about one of the things. The other thing is everyone last year when Liverpool beat Bayern Munich in the round of 16 said that Liverpool were just beating a spent force. 
well, like, now it's like, oh, Bayern Munich beat fucking Spurs 7-2. Like, suddenly Bayern Munich are the greatest team on earth. Yeah, but they beat them 7-2 in London. Like, that's yeah, no, big, that's obviously a big deal. Right? No, like, my thing is they're actually equally fantastic. And Harry Kane's healthy now, and, like, Delicatessen Alley is playing. He's very bad, but... No, but my thing is that they're two very equally fantastic things to do. Liverpool's round of 16, when Sadio Mane fucking Cruyff turned Manuel Neuer, like, that thing... Everyone looked at that and was like, ah, fuck, that's, you know, whatever. Like, I think there's actually, like, a little bit of fucking, like, people, like, just not fucking realizing how good Liverpool's win on that way to... And luckily, like, Liverpool won that Champions League in the end, so the context has changed. But at the time... I just think round of 16 is easily forgotten, you know? It's just like, yeah, you guys got through it. I Actually, one of those games was on my birthday, so I hardly remember it when you get through and there's this there's this liverpool fan in lincoln who is the fucking worst name like, name no i don't know his name he's oh okay I, I was just and wait. he's like hated amongst liverpool supporters and non alike like, well, like nate like, once said to me he was like watching a game with one of our friends who's a chelsea fan and like liverpool and chelsea were playing and the kid was there, and the kid just like started talking shit to our friend James, even though Liverpool was killing Chelsea, I think. Or no, maybe they drew that day, and that's why he was talking shit to James. And Nate was like, I've never wanted Liverpool to lose more than when that when that dude just went off. And he's just... Nate, I almost Nate, wanted to Nate. fight him on my birthday. Nate, you don't admit that out loud. No, he's a... He, Nate's an honest man. I don't know. That's how bad this kid is. He's like, oh, I can't even describe it. Yeah, because because for because for that level of hate to come out, there has to be a deep, deep, deep. From your own like, like now that I have an Arsenal bar, because you, you you know I love you and your Arsenal love, so you know I like respect that. So like, yeah, that yeah, to come yeah. out of me, that has to be fucking. It's just deep. he's that kid's just. Totally misguided. I don't know. What, I'm spread. He's gonna get his ass kicked one day, and hopefully that'll calm him down. Probably just like, me. He's like the type of fan who's like, like there were Bayern fans in there during that game because there's mm. a German population in Lincoln, and like they're rooting, and like he'd be like the type of thing where they like get excited for a shot, and your keeper would save it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, cheer that, you motherfuckers," and shit like that, and it's just like, yeah. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, just fuck off and die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, yeah, this, the thing with, like, I, the thing, the big thing today, like, Bayern Munich had a tweet today that was, like, when Lewandowski scared, scored his goal, was like, oh, you know, here's a tweet to the best number nine in the world. Obviously, yeah. as Liverpool fans, we all like retweeted it with a gif of like Roberto Firmino doing his fucking karate kick. Yeah, but Liverpool retweets that stuff all the time. They say that stuff about their strikers all the time. It's just a club talking about its strikers, you know. Like Arsenal does it with Alba and Laka all the time too. So like, yeah, but that's a, that's just a part of like fandom. That's what like I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just a fandom thing. Um, but Roberto Firmino is legitimately the best number in the world. So okay. Yeah, that. that's the reaction that gets. One burp into the <laughs> mic. Uh, um, but how I think you... that's like one of the biggest Champions League results of the early uh, tournament, though. So I think it was a... Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about the early Champions League results. Lewandowski isn't a part of it. Ro- Roberto Firmino isn't a part of it. Serge Gnagbri. <laughs> Gnabry, yeah. Gnagbri, I, I've already fucked that up, but... Seriously, <laughs> one of the biggest results has come from a guy that we had in our fucking FIFA 14 team back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Arsenal. <laughs> he was, <laughs> we let him go for peanuts. Yeah. But I did love it because he tweeted out that North London is red last night after scoring four goals on Tottenham. It was like, all right. And then like, like everybody, it's some great banter. It really is. Yeah. It's incredible. And like, 
Chesney and Walcott and Podolsky like all commented on the Instagram like yeah it, it was like it was cool for an Arsenal fan you know yeah and like hopefully Tottenham's about to be in the Europa League with the with the scrubs like Arsenal pretty soon here so I mean it puts them in a pretty bad position you know they need to start getting points pretty quick because after they blew that Olympiacos match. Oh, well, that, that's what I was going to roll into is like um, some Champions League talk. But yeah, I mean, just starting with Arsenal, like that is a massive result. <laughs> going back to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, sorry, like they're in the Europa, but like, you know, yeah. we're, talking, we're talking like um, Tottenham. Uh, I mean, you'd rather be an Arsenal fan than a Tottenham fan at this point because they've just fucking had one of the biggest losses in European yeah. that you can have yeah. in a European competition. It was a football score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, um, uh, did I send you that text of the Tottenham fan who would screenshotted the... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, saw, it, I, yeah. I don't think you used it. Or maybe... I don't know. I saw it, though. Yeah. That's funny. He's like, I didn't mean to be right or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna fucking put it straight out there for the people, the, the 10 that are listening to this podcast. Um, so it was one of those, like, um, videos that you can screenshot the score where it's like just flashing like fucking pokies. Yeah. Like what, what the score might be and you can screenshot the image and it will show like two, six, five, two, two, two or whatever the score might be. And some Tottenham fans screenshotted when it said two Tottenham seven by Munich. Yeah. And then he fucking retweeted it back at by Munich and say, I didn't mean like he said, you fucking <laughs> cunts. I didn't mean this yeah. for this to be right. Like, yeah, this is, <laughs> it shouldn't happen. It's European competition between Bayern Munich and Tottenham Hotspur. It shouldn't happen. Um, if and I'm not going to say it shouldn't happen on the Bayern Munich side. It actually like is a reflection of where Tottenham Hotspur are at in yeah. their in their in their moment in history, whatever you want to call it. They're yeah. actually like maybe need to fucking figure their shit out more because they definitely do. There are, uh, I mean, people are talking. Pochettino. <laughs> talking about people. But <laughs> Pochettino talking they, about people, people are talking. I mean, they have, yeah. they're at Brighton this week. I think that should be fine. I think Brighton's at the bottom, close to the bottom of the table. Yeah. But so, where's Pochettino in two weeks? Yeah. Well, I mean, both North London that's clubs good, are pretty good, upset. What's our managers right now? Right, so. But yeah. I don't. Is it Pochettino's fault though when it really comes down to it? I mean, no. Deli Alli hasn't shown up in any matches, it seems like. And they just, I mean, they lost some of their best players. Ericsson's getting older. Like, this was kind of predictable. And we've talked over and over again about how last year was kind of the peak for Tottenham football. So there's only one way to go from the peak. Are you going to stay awake for this, pod? <laughs> Yeah, no, like, yeah, that, that. I mean, that's what I was waiting for. Was like, for the, um, we're we're, we're admitting that Tottenham's like, um, their their peak was like, fucking losing to Liverpool in Champions League final. I don't want to say that as a Liverpool fan because I'm trying to be objective on the pod, but like, yeah, like where was their peak? Like as a club, like, what are we talking about with Tottenham? But you know, we're talking about it this year. Without even, we don't even have to bring them up in conversation. We just have to talk them at, talk about them in the in the context of uh, drink train. Um, <laughs> uh, we just have to talk about them in the context of uh, a, uh, a rivalry with Arsenal in in league play and just you know the the. Yeah, I'm losing my mind because of the train. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like I, I just don't, I just don't understand where Tottenham are going at this point because when yeah. you lose seven two to Bayern Munich, like, oh, I like, I don't want to come down them like from a a joke like a like an opposition fan point of view, but that is a terrible result to come back from. And considering yeah. considering that they were two 0 up against Olympiacos in the first game of yep. the fucking the group stage, yeah. like like 
where they've gone from that point to this is like a really yeah, bad pathetic. way to start. And I mean, Ar- I've seen Arsenal do it a bunch of times. Like yeah. they've been blown out by your Bayern Munichs, your Barcelonas, and um, yeah, pretty much those two teams because they. Arsenal seems to draw them all the time when they are in the Champions League. And it is just debilitating from both a team and mm-hmm. because from a team standpoint, it just wrecks your, like I've seen Arsenal just fall on their faces after getting killed by Bayern Munich in the yeah. league. It's like a year where they're challenging for either, you know, not actually winning the league or just top four getting killed by that. And then ending up, below the top four it just it does debilitate your team so yeah i could see a manager sacking but again i don't know if that's really going to be the big fix that they i think they're going to have to spend in january and i don't really know where it is but i don't know what they need i don't know what they're missing really it's just i mean defense obviously (laughs) after seven (laughs) but but what's crazy about that is it was just two one at halftime and it was in London, so yeah. Well, just uh, definitely not something to hang your hat on. I mean, for uh, for Tottenham, that's I mean that's the biggest issue is um, all of us fans can shit at them as much as we want to about Hugo Lloris's uh, uh, performance, and um, but I mean, as an from an objective point of view, Serge Gnabry's like fucking striking was. Yeah, um, and it's not like seven. If somebody puts up seven, it's not. There's no way it's all on the goalkeeper. <laughs> like there's yeah, a lot no, going. I, on. I like watching the highlights of that game. They were cutting through Tottenham pretty easy, and that's and that's what like you you've talked about it before um, on the pod um, about where Tottenham might be as like their uh, the best version of themselves as a polite way of putting it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that's just the best they are, and maybe that's actually the worst they are as well. Is that Lloris isn't a great goalkeeper, um, which I'm more than World Cup. Champion. Yeah, well, Paul Pogba is a World Cup champion, and what has happened? <laughs> since, what has happened since then? Like, what are we fucking meant to do with these guys? Like, so I cannot wait for you to listen to this back. I fucking can't <laughs> wait either. Um, <laughs> And, uh, like, what are we meant to do with these guys? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're just players who play better for their country than their club. And, I mean, it happens in other sports as well. That's a whole Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, those guys, I don't. Yeah, I I just keep harking back to it. But I think last year was as good as Tottenham can be. Yeah. I think they, as an organization, know that. As a club, know that. And that's why they're just, not, like, they saw what it took to be that good and how hard it was, to, how hard it was going to be to replicate it. And now you're seeing the result of that. It's like, well, we got so close, that's as close as we're ever going to get. And so There's just that, not the so, motivation to get back there. Because it's and hard. So, and so is that the... Uh... Um, was that a little bit of a feather in the cap for the um, Liverpools and the Manchester Cities out there? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, like, not try, I'm not, I'm not trying to draw the bow in your cap for you, but I'm just trying to say like how hard the competition is, and uh, yeah. the start that Liverpool have had this year, and um, obviously winning the Champions League last year, City winning the league last year, Pebble, uh, yeah, yeah. I just think it's even a credit to your teams like Arsenal and Manchester United and Chelsea, who if when they lose a champions league final, which Arsenal hasn't ever done, but Chelsea has done it. And they, yeah. Um, they they don't treat it like it's like this great season. They act, like or like say even the Europa League, they don't treat yeah. like last season like it was a great season, even though they got to. The, whereas Tottenham was like, well, we got to the, like I saw a kit this weekend that had had the nineteen on it. It was a Tottenham kit. You it was in serious. It had a nineteen on it, and it oh said finalist. And it's like Jesus no other Christ. fucking club, no, no other big six club would do that because yeah, it's not know. a big deal to them. 
And so that that is credit to the actual big four if you really want to talk about it because it used to be the big four and those big and Tottenham was not one of them. So still I think it. they still just have that little brother thing. They're fro- they're definitely froppies and <laughs> <laughs> they like to talk a lot of game, but you yeah. know. And he's still getting the he wickets every yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that is a fair point is um you know, you and me both don't want to be the kind of guys that talk about sports and shit on teams without like due Spurs is my exception, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like if Spurs are actually having a, I like, agree with though. Yeah, if if they're having a good legitimate couple of years of good play, that we're we're gonna give them a due due fucking course in in our discussion. Um, yeah, they finished over Arsenal for three years, and that's that's their actual feather in their cap, and that's all they can talk about. Yeah, and all they can talk about is that they're in Champions League and Arsenal's in Europa. But guess what? You're going to be in Europa too pretty soon if you don't get your shit together. Yeah, because the thing that that's happened with a lot of English teams with Europa and stuff is that they've dropped into it thinking that it's going to be a short term expedition, and it's lasted longer than. Because three years for Arsenal, three years too many. Yeah, so it's um, something you've got to actually treat with a a little bit more respect than. Yeah, it's yeah, it's competition that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I well, Arsenal plays tomorrow, so hopefully that goes well. But yeah, it's, it'll Liverpool, probably look Liverpool are on in the morning too, and like I I treat every Liverpool game in Europe with the utmost uh, respect because. Um, even when Liverpool were dropping into Europa League, whatever it was, like every match meant something because it was a, a like every win meant something towards the uh, future of as far as our progression in European competition goes. And yeah, and if you win it, you're back in the Champions League. And yeah. I know Arsenal and Liverpool have both lost the Europa League final recently, and it is a gut punch. Like, yeah, Liverpool, it does Liverpool, not, Liverpool. just because it's a lower competition doesn't mean you, like. It doesn't hurt when you lose it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Liverpool lost it literally two years ago, and then and then we won it two years later. So, like, the yeah, yeah. thing. So, yeah, you've got you've got to treat all these competitions, and that's what like the worst thing about the fans that um really shit on Liverpool fans for, oh whatever fans it's just, yeah. Treat it with the utmost respect because you don't know when the shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, it can always get worse. Yeah. Um, I think Arsenal's turned the corner, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, the fans are definitely out for Emery's head right now, so that's not good. And manager turnover is never good. It's not going to lead to winning football right away, I don't think. So who knows? So might as well. And it's just the Europa honestly gives you a chance to see what you have from a young point of view. You know, your pups. Your pups get in there, and you can still, like, have them play and see the speed of European competition and play with the first-team guys and still get wins. So it's not as bad as everybody thinks, but that being said. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you think, um, like, uh, are you confident with, like, going forward with uh, Emery? That's, like, more the point. I'm going for I mean, it. I don't want to switch managers mid-season, so yeah. but might you, as well still a confidence. You, I don't... Do you think he's the guy to go forward? That's, like, the hot question. <sighs> I don't... And like, I, like I don't I'm not, not going to hold you to this. Like, if, if in six months yeah. everything's turned around, I'm not going to sit there and say, you said this. It, it, yeah. yeah. The club like, just does seem kind of passive, so I would say no. Yeah. I think with the amount of talent we've amassed that... I would like to see a little bit more cold-bloodedness from them and burying teams, you know, speeding teams 7-2, to two, you yeah. know, not letting Watford back into a match, not giving Watford half their goals that they've scored in the, in the EPL this season. That kind of shit needs to go away, and I think it is just on this, there's no strong personality there like there was with Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger was somebody the players respected and kind of feared. Yeah. And with them, it's not there and then when you go on the field yeah Jaka's our captain but he's he's not exactly who you're looking for for as a motivator I guess but what do I know I'm not in the locker room so 
we'll see moving forward. But I do, I mean, if Arsenal doesn't make top four this year, then I could see Emery being sacked. Yeah. So, Especially if the form continues like it is. Yeah. And that and that's a worry is like um, Arsenal went into this season really believing that Emery was going to be, particularly this season was going to be the start of the Emery revolution. And yeah, if, you, if you're sacking him at this, you know, in the middle of this or where, you know. And Lacazette's still hurt. Our best player is out right now. So yeah. it's like maybe we do have an extra bit of punch when it comes when he comes back but yeah so maybe i know monday was frustrating so maybe we need to just hold hold firm on that one because you know uh alex ferguson was six six years into his reign at united when they were looking at pulling the trigger on him so yeah yeah it happens yeah football is a fickle sport as yep. most are, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, banter's been pretty good on this pod because I've been drunk most of the time. So, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you've, you've been holding you've been holding me together pretty well. Like, you know. Yeah, you only almost fell asleep once. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes have closed a couple of times. Um, yeah. Yeah, it might be time to pull the plug on this one. Yeah, like, like I. I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of my ability to get through a pod at two thirty in the morning. But like, I'm just yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm struggling because I'm drunk. Because and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I love the shade. I, I love the shade. Just covering his face in his fucking cap Ugh, right now. Man, that's funny. Like, that's good like shit. look, this is a sports cosmic pod. This is what we are. Yeah, like, this you is know, how it used to always be, and yeah. I definitely get that shit that uh your shoes but i was like you're like a staggery like english drunk like and i'm like a just loud american drunk when i do yeah, it. No, so i like, just be like yelling about lebron and stuff yeah like is it, it's like fucking lunchtime there right now like what what time it is, is, it, is it like what time does your clock say 130 basically. yeah see, 122 my, yeah, see, my clock says two fifty-two a.m. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I still got a Wednesday to to live. Yeah, he's like fucking Shay's living a Wednesday. I'm living a fucking Thursday <laughs> that hasn't even fucking existed yet. Like, I've got a fucking. You're living s- in a realm that hardly exists right now. Yeah, because I gotta <laughs> fucking sleep and then wake up to a wife that's gonna be like fucking lunch, dude. Like, make be like it- you drank an entire bottle of gin. <laughs> like, and she's very understanding of where, like, she's very supportive of the pod. She listens to it. She understands it. I don't she know had... if this one's gonna reach the uh, the light of day. Oh, it will. when you re-listen to it. <laughs> no, nah, no, I. You know me. I'll fucking put all this shit up. All I'm right. Like, no. All right. I understand if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? I mean, I was I was on fire, so I'm fine with it. You know, but... you're good. Like, I'm like. <laughs> I, I mean, I, we're talking about Arsenal's future and Spurs sucking. I think that's like my sweet spot. So yeah, <laughs> and I just like at the end of this book go. By the way, Liverpool are uh, seven matches undefeated. So yeah, yeah. and they're the cli- yeah. We'll save the Liverpool talk for when you're a little bit more sober because uh, it'll just mean more. <laughs> I think I know. Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen the results? Have you seen the latest seven results? <laughs> Keyword being when because when is that going to happen? Because I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to maybe Yom Kippur next week. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I feel like like yeah. So next week we're going to get do our NBA previews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I can say the word previews, and it's international break next week. So yeah, yeah. Now we got it covered. We got it covered. So about sports casting pod, like yeah. Apologies to those that are big fans of the last five weeks um <laughs> yeah i've been drunker than we've regressed been. but look look this is this is our pod we we have always been dedicated to being a true fan pod so like sometimes we're gonna be fucking drunk so um love you shay like appreciate the appreciate, <laughs> love you bud <laughs> appreciate the content but you know yeah and you're going through the seven stages of uh, drunkenness. <laughs> and you've just made it to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> you're anyway. still standing. So. 
sitting on a stool. Well, you're still upright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm actually pretty proud of where I'm at right now. Like, I, I, my GNT is in front of me, and I'm going to finish it once we, I stop recording this one and we do a bit of our off band, off, off pod banter. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, man, I, I've already told my brother, like, by the way, like, this is the other thing. We, we can just finish the pod off with this. Like, I'm going to be playing cricket with my brother. Like, yes. oh, my God. I'm sore right now. Yeah. Like, I went out to play like in the in the nets with my brother the other day and fucking hell. I'm sore. Like I haven't bowled cricket balls in like years. Yeah. You're gonna need a carafe of GNTs by the uh, pitch side or whatever the fuck they call the cricket the nets. pitch. <laughs> the nets. In training, yeah. Well I know Froffy said he was gonna break your arm too, so can't yeah. wait for that. Well, he he gave me like it's a very famous it's a very famous moment in um Australian cricket, uh, English, Australian English cricket history is um, Michael Clarke, the Australian captain, looking at Alistair Cook. Uh, sorry, not Alistair Cook, but anyway, he looked at the Englishman and said, "I'm gonna br- get ready for a broken fucking arm in in the middle of Australian cricket." relations with England. Yeah. And my brother gave me that look and said, get ready for a broken fucking arm in the net session, just fucking out of the ground cricket net. So I was scared for my life and my brother didn't break my arm and his, his pace isn't actually that good. So Matt, you've got some shit to bring. That's all I've got to say. Like, all right. He's, Until he's, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was meant to come out for April tonight, and like he didn't do. It. So you know, bring some pace, Matt. Like just fucking like I'm. I'm expecting handling you with kitty gloves. Yeah, yeah. Bring your kitty gloves. Like fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your fucking arm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're we're about done for tonight because I, I I can tell Shay's like just fucking. He. I'm just excited for you to listen to this. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Shay's just like fuck. Dave's got to listen back and edit this fucking shit that he's just recorded. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate my mates on the pod. Such a shame. Yeah, <laughs> deal with my shit, but you know, I'm always down. Yeah, you look. Some are some are gonna be masterpieces. Some are gonna be you know uh, Peter Dinklage in the last season of Game of Thrones. Like we're just <laughs> just getting by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and still getting an Emmy. Like yeah, just yeah. Happens. We um, need to do a three points clear pod and I'll try to be drunk for it. Yeah. <laughs> Soon. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. done. Anyway, until uh, three, three points clear pod or whatever fucking pod comes next, we'll just be staying sportsgasmic. Hello, man. <laughs> <laughs>